And we welcome you into Sports 1140 KHDK. Jason Ross here with you. And what an afternoon, evening in store for all of us. Let's hope, right? This is a big day in Northern California, in Southern California. And no, it's not Kings and Lakers preseason, though that's important. Obviously, we've made it to the elimination day. Game five, Dodgers, Giants in San Francisco tonight. Man, that's going to be a big, big part of what we're talking about today. Feels like there's nothing else going on, but there is plenty of other things going on that we will get into today. Amongst other things uh, on our show today, before we get out of here at 534, game night, as uh, Kings basketball will be coming up today. Uh, Scott Marsh and Henry Turner will have that at 530. Uh, today, we will continue our uh, giveaways, as we've been doing all week. Chris will have a question for you regarding WWE as they're going to be here uh, next week. You'll get a chance to win a pair of tickets to see WWE Raw on October 18th at Golden One Center. We will have that here at about 45 minutes from now, 345. And in the 4 o'clock hour at 445, we'll have our next Kings trivia question for your chance to win a pair of tickets to see the Kings open up uh, the season on October 22nd, at least their home opener. Uh, So those are some of the things coming up. Uh, Some NBA we will discuss. The NFL returns tonight with Week 6. But to me, it's all about baseball and the Dodgers and the Giants trying to figure out the last team to get into the National League Championship Series. The Braves are awaiting the winner, and there's a lot to discuss on that. Before we get to first things first, though, I do want to start the show with a little uh, acknowledgement and a shout-out and congratulations to one of our favorite people, Morgan Reagan. Yes, congratulations to Mo. Uh, Hopefully a lot of you have seen the news Um, news that I know she's finally excited to have it out there Uh, we already knew some of the things going on television wise regarding the Kings as Mark Jones is back Kyle Draper is back Katie Hunter Christians Christians and Hunter has slid into her uh, position now as uh, analyst there well the whole team now is going to also consist of Morgan Reagan she will be doing some of the pre half and post work on television when Kyle Draper does the games for Mark Jones also Matt Barnes and Kenny Thomas former Kings will be a studio analyst. So good, exciting times for this upcoming season. And as we uh, say, shout out to all of them. Congratulations to Morgan. Uh, So happy for her. Uh, Also, we encourage you to check out every game right here on your home of the Kings, Sports 1140 KHTK. All right, so let's do it. Let's start you out with First Things First. First Things First. First Things First. Here we go. The Dodgers, Giants, go the distance. This is what we expected. This is what we wanted. This is what we thought would happen. I said it yesterday. I'll say it tomorrow. I'll say it next week. Uh, Tonight is not going to decide to me who the better team is. It's going to decide who moves on. That's all that matters here. Um, We can debate it. You can tell me right now and call up and say the Giants are the better team and give me all the reasons. You can tell me the Dodgers are the better team and give me all the reasons. I'm not convinced. I've seen them play too many times this year. Um, I don't know who's better. That's irrelevant now. It's who's going to be better today. Who's going to win today? Who's going to have the right answers today? Um, The Giants have the last at bat. The Dodgers can strike first. We know what's happened in this series so far. In the four games, whoever's won, who's ever scored first has won every game. Giants have shut out the Dodgers twice. The Dodgers have won two games a little more comfortably. And here we are down to the last one. Let's hear from Dave Roberts about game five. 
This yep. is what baseball wants. I mean, I think, uh, as I understand it, all the series are done, and so we're going to be the only show in town. So if you uh, have a pulse or uh, you're a sports fan, you, you better be watching Dodgers-Giants. So it's going to be a great one. Absolutely. That's what we hope for. That's what we expect. And then it just makes you wonder who will be the hero, who will have the big play, who will have the defining moment uh, later in the show as well. We're going to talk about elimination games or the deciding games, whether that's a wild card, a game five, a game seven in the history between not these two teams. We know they've never faced each other in the playoffs, but we've got some uh, recalling to do. And it's not so distant future. Not it wasn't that long ago in the past, I should say, when these teams have been in these kind of games uh, and we'll kind of share what that has looked like for both the Dodgers and the Giants. All right, let's give you more First Things First. First Things First. First Things First. first. Now let's get into the news that developed about midday today, right around noon. Uh, word was coming out of Dodgers camp that they were no longer going to start Urias. It was supposed to be Julio Urias versus Logan Webb. Logan Webb's still going. For the Giants, the Dodgers have made a switch. They're going to go with an opener. Corey Kniebel is going to start tonight in Game 5. It's also word coming out that even Dodgers manager Dave Roberts texted that information last night <laughs> to Gabe Kapler, the Giants manager. Um, there's a lot going on here. I think the thought process is the reason for the text was to let him know what's going on, not that it's gamesmanship, but, man, does this open up a lot of things, a lot of different thought processes here. And I think, you know, all these things will point to Dave Roberts. This is a collaborative thing. Never is any one decision like that pregame made by just one person. Now, Dave Roberts is the one that has to answer for it. But, uh, man, I just think there's so many potential things here that will lead to maximum scrutiny. That's really what this has done. It could work. The end result will be, you know, how does this play out? Who benefits from this? Will it be the Dodgers? Will it be the Giants? The Giants generally stack their lineup with a bunch of um, right-handed hitters. And Urias, as you know, is a left-handed starter. It made me wonder when this was done, first announced, was there any issue with the 20-game winner? Was Urias injured? Is he not right? Everything by every account is he's fine. He's very much available in a relief situation. So it's strictly a matter of looking at the lineup that the Giants could potentially have and trying to see if they counter and they react. And there's other situations we've seen in other sports where this has been done, and I'm sure there's times we can find stuff that's worked, stuff, stuff that hasn't. But to me, just the perception of the two teams. We all know that the Giants and Dodgers are both very, very good. Most everybody coming into the year thought the Dodgers, who won the World Series last year, would have a great chance to repeat or kind of the big, bad Dodgers, and the Giants were this unheralded team that had a superb season, uh, kind of a team of destiny that has had just an unreal year and has backed it up just by continuing to win. So it seems a little reactionary to me, on the surface, by the Dodgers. If you're the big, bad Dodgers, why are you switching things up? Are you bothered by their lineup? Are you trying to trick them into doing something different? Are you now, by doing this, making this feel like you're starting in the seventh inning, like a leverage inning, and see if the Giants will bat a different lineup? And there's just a lot of different things in play when this was first announced that those thoughts came into my head. And 
if you truly think you're the better team, you you throw out your best stuff. And I think if all was right tonight, would Knievel even pitch? Like, if this was a Max Scherzer game, if this was a Walker Bueller game, Dave Roberts isn't doing this. And I don't know if it's strictly because of the lefty versus those righties, but you were comfortable pitching your race in game two when you really in the spot you needed to win, and they did. He's won 20 games for you. When we go through the Dodgers games and historically in the last you know, 10 years or so in elimination games, Urias has been all over that. He's been in those final games a lot coming out of the bullpen, so maybe he's trying to channel some of those uh, past successes for the Dodgers. Interesting move, to say the least. Time will tell tonight whether or not it's a big factor or no factor at all. He's throwing the game. You think he's throwing the game? Mm-hmm. Gabe uh, Kapler has some sort of favor that he called in to Roberts. Especially for Roberts to text him. I know it's, I don't know if that's a professional courtesy. I don't know. I, I don't, it feels weird to me. Well, they were teammates. They were. And a pretty famous know. team. Um, never heard of them. Um, 2004, I, they were down 3 nothing. then they came back to win. 3 nothing in a game? Oh, no, 3 nothing in a series. They were down three games to Chris, nine. that's never been done. It has been done once. Oh, okay. Um, what are the recall. times that they weren't cheating? Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm still investigating. Haven't haven't been able to close the books on that. I just think it's it's odd. We're obviously going to get a lot more into this on the thought process really behind the move by Dave Roberts. Uh, we will look at, I'll give you reasons Actually, why the Dodgers will win and reasons why the Giants will win this one tonight. Just as I'm thinking out loud here, does this take the pressure off the team? Because um, if they, if this is a bad move, then he gets all the blame for it. Right. I mean, for Robert's sake, he's probably lucky he won a World Series last year. But, I mean, Chris, I was looking back when, it, when we do this later, too, in our uh, last segment today of all the kind of win-or-go-home games. since Just since 2015, the Dodgers have been in a ton of these. So I don't know that there's any more pressure on them. Uh, the Giants have been in less of them, at least the core of the Giants players. Uh, it goes back to 2012 and 14 for them, and some of these guys were there, but... I, I, I really think there was a rationale behind it. It's just a very curious move to me. Very, very curious. All right, we will have more on that, but let's get you more. First things first. First things first. Amongst that other baseball game that's going on tonight, there was baseball news today, and this one, I have to admit, kind of came out of nowhere as well. The St. Louis Cardinals had quite a run this year, and... Uh, had that, what, 17-game win streak. Historically, they've never done that. Got to the wild card game. Really made Max Scherzer work. Could have won that game. They did not. They were eliminated. They are out. And then today, the Cardinals announced that they're done with their manager, Mike Schilt. He is out on the, quote, dreaded philosophical differences. Some other reactions from internally said that uh, Schilt was very surprised that he was removed. Um, I don't know how this is going to be deemed internally amongst the players. The Cardinals have always been a steady and sound organization and just consistently good. But uh, surprising move for the Cardinals who had that great late season run. But they are going to be a team that's looking for a new manager. All right, let's get you more. First things first. First things first. First things first. All right, we are out here at Golden One Center for the final preseason game of the season. The Kings are going to take on the Los Angeles Lakers tonight. Kings and Lakers always brings out uh, the best in fans here. Again, I think the intrigue, some of the intrigue for tonight for me on this is what will the fans that are here be doing? 
<laughs> because um, I can remember other games here, and we'll play some audio from it later. Uh, the Kings were opening up the season against the Warriors. So you had two Northern California teams. It happened to be the same day as Game 7 of the Royals and Giants World Series. And you had a lot of people reacting at different times during that game because they were either following it on their phone or looking at televisions in the suites um, or just talking about it. And, and tonight, the Kings and Lakers, the game doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You want to get out of this for the Kings, completely healthy, get ready for the start of the regular season next week. The Lakers in the preseason have been bad. They've been really bad. They haven't won a game. They're still looking for continuity. They've actually played five games, so this will be their sixth preseason game. Kings are only playing four. But I, I, one of the, the things to evaluate tonight is what will the fans be doing in here? You, If you have Laker fans, you assume, not always accurate, but they may be Dodger fans. Certainly there are Kings fans that are Giants fans. And not everybody that's coming to the game tonight will care about that game, but probably will have some sort of interest uh, in it. So when you've got a preseason game that it does not matter who wins versus what Vin Scully has now called the biggest game in the history of the rivalry between the Dodgers and the Giants. If Vin Scully's saying it, it's gospel. It's legit. And so it's a total, um, you know, dynamic shift there and the importance of the games and one to be in attendance and probably true following it here. I know what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be watching and following as much as I can the Giants and the Dodgers while watching the Kings and the Lakers at the same time. So as far as the Kings go in this preseason game, they're hoping to have a little bit more of something like this. Davion Mitchell going for three. He picks up where he left off in the first half. That's his sixth made three-pointer of the night. And in eight attempts, he now has a 20-point ball game. I've loved what I've seen from the rookie. Davion Mitchell will be out there again today and uh, just trying to get better, trying to improve. He showed us a lot more with that six-made three-pointer game against Portland earlier in the week. And this is another opportunity for the Kings to fine-tune themselves before the start of the season uh, next week against Portland in Portland. I think Coach Walton had mentioned he wants to play his key guys even a little bit more tonight or at least them tonight collectively through. So... What does that look like? More three-guard lineups, more versatility up, uh, up front. Um, where are some of the tweaks going to be? Uh, I think we've seen a little bit of different lineups throughout the first three preseason games. The Kings have looked strong defensively. Um, they've looked very good offensively. And you just want to feel confident, comfortable, and healthy to start the season. And right now, all those things are going well uh, for the Sacramento Kings as the uh, preseason winds down tonight. All right, let's give you more. First things first. First things first. First things first. All right, preseason uh, from preseason basketball to playoff baseball. We've got NFL football tonight as uh, week six starts with Tampa Bay and Philadelphia. We talked yesterday not only with Lincoln Kennedy, but Chris Landry on his weekly visit with us about the NFL this week. It's not as good of a schedule, I would say, as some high-profile games as we had a week ago, but we also came off one of the best weeks of football we've seen in a long, long time, and it starts tonight with Thursday night football, the Buccaneers and the Eagles. And the last couple of Thursday nights I've been talking about how there really hadn't been that feeling yet of the true rhythm of the season where Thursday night felt like an extremely quick turnaround for the players. It, it does now. Now we're enough into the season 
where teams have gotten into a rhythm of of kind of practice schedule, games, travel, all that, and then now you've got that quick turnaround for both teams. Um, players just hate it. They hate to play on Thursday night. Let's hear from uh, Tom Brady, who's playing well, uh, playing great for Tampa, and uh, coming off a little bit of an injury. Here's Brady on his injury. Obviously a little bit sore after any time you hit it on a on someone or a helmet or whatever, you know, you're – your hand become can become pretty vulnerable. So I broke my uh, my ring finger on my right hand. I tore ligaments on my middle finger. Tore ligaments in my pointer finger. Ripped my thumb almost apart uh, one time. So this is just you know hopefully something I could work through here pretty quickly. It's it's uh, a little bit sore, but nothing I'm not used to. I've, I've certainly had worse. Hmm. Yeah, I mean he's playing. He's going to give it a go. I like uh, Tampa tonight. Just overall talent better than Philly. The short week. And uh, things like that, being on the road, do some weird things to these Thursday night teams. But uh, Tampa Bay, four and one. Philadelphia, two and three. This is this is a talent issue. And I think if Tampa can keep getting in that 30, 35 point range, yeah, Philly, Philly's not going to be able to match that. So I like uh, Tampa today. Not that's uh, any kind of surprise. As we look ahead to the weekend's action, uh, some things, uh, some games to check out. Certainly Packers and Bears have a little bit of intrigue just because the Bears now have got themselves over 500. They're at home. That would be a really big win for them if they could somehow take out the Packers. Um, some other games to watch uh, to see if the Rams can keep pressure on that division, keep pressure on the Cardinals as they're in New York against the Giants. Rams are 4-1. and one. I think people will be looking at the Chiefs. A disappointing 2-3 and three at this point as they're on the road taking on the Washington football team. Chargers and Ravens, one of the better games of the weekend. Both teams 4-1. and one. Shorter week for the Ravens, but their run game has been spectacular. And Lamar Jackson coming off the best game he's ever played. Chargers look really good. That's going to be a fun game. Cardinals and Browns should be a very good game as well. Uh, and then you look at the Raiders trying to trying to regroup, see what's, what's next for them, because we know it's been a more than a trying week for them. We talked to Lincoln Kennedy yesterday and just – what he feels like he went through, I'm sure what the team has gone through, uh, this is a tough one. And now you get a rivalry game like Denver that can be that get-right game or certainly can keep this uh, three uh, turn into a three-game losing streak and kind of a downward spiral after you just go through such a um, really difficult situation with John Gruden. So those are some of the games to watch. I guess Monday night should be a good one, too, if you think about it. Bills and Titans, just uh, two teams in the AFC. I don't, I don't think the Titans have been the best version of themselves. The Bills have been uh, flat-out awesome. But tonight, it starts with Week 6, Tampa Bay and Philadelphia. All right, let's give you more First Things First. First Things First. First Things First. By the way, we we failed to mention about the 49ers. They do have the bye week this week, so that's good for them to get off this week to see if they can get themselves in a situation where they can get people healthier and uh, start the next set of push for them. Uh, for the 49ers. All right, next up on First Things First, Carl Nassib from the Raiders. You know his name as an important piece to what they do uh, for that Raiders team, but also more so for his announcement this summer. Um, feeling very good about himself, feeling comfortable in announcing that he's an openly gay player in the NFL. So that was all well-received at the time. But yesterday, based on all the things that happened in the emails about John Gruden, he had he asked for a day. He stepped away. He was back at camp today after that personal day. So that's good to see for him and for the Raiders. Uh, let's hear from Derek Carr. Amongst the many Raiders that had to talk about this, here was Carr talking about this whole situation with John Gruden. It was a lot, you know, to handle. I'll say it that way. <laughs> like, uh, y'all know me, man. I don't I don't condone that kind of talk. I don't talk that way. My kids sure as heck will never talk that way, you know. And uh, 
It's hard because I love the man so much. Yeah, I think this is going to be an interesting week for the Raiders for multiple reasons. First, for Coach Basaccia, who, you know, everything you read out there, it's looking at all the different potential Raiders head coaches. Well, as Chris Landry told us yesterday, the best chance for him to become the next Raiders coach is to have the interim job right now and to do well. So it's it's a job opportunity in front of everybody, in front of the world, in front of the players, in front of the other coaches, in front of ownership. And so this week, can they really get to what their jobs are? And I know that sounds so simple just to play football and play it well. They're coming off an awful game. They were terrible against the Bears. Shouldn't have won, didn't deserve to win, and they didn't. They didn't have a chance to because of their poor performance. So now they need to find, like I said earlier, that get-back game, that get-right. And I generally, these kind of ancillary things, and this John Gruden story is obviously a massive one. The face of the franchise has been removed for conduct. And that can rock a locker room to its core. It can also galvanize. I don't know which way this is going to go. I don't know that it's going to be a profound time in the history of the Raiders or not. It's a, it's a monumental news story. But what is it going to do to this current roster? The defense has been better. At one point this year, we were talking about the greatness of Carr, how well he was playing. And they need to get back to that. I think they can count on that more so than relying on their defense. But they just need to play for one another um, and just find out what they're made of here. I mean, going through this can't be easy. Uh, even hearing Carr saying that, what does he what does he have to go back and talk to his family about, his kids? And, and answering these questions has got to be tough on each and every one of these players. But it is their job to play football for this organization and to try to win as many games as possible, and it's that fragile. A loss makes it three in a row. A win puts them back at four and two. You win in the division. You drop Denver a game. And I think you have the giant or no the Eagles next week and then a bye. Like you're in you're in a good position, all contingent on if you can win this week and play good football. Which is really what every team is looking to do, but the Raiders did not do that. So they've shown us flashes of that this season. Just flashes, not enough consistency. But certainly they got it done early part of the season. They haven't been able to do it here uh the last couple of weeks. All right, let's give you more. First things first. All right, we go to the WNBA Finals last night. Another great game in the the postseason for the WNBA and a game that Phoenix, I felt, had to win. Chicago, the Sky had been in a tremendous story, just a 500 team. I've made it all the way to the finals. They won game one, and they had their chances uh, to win game two. But Phoenix wins it 91-86. They went overtime, and here's where uh, some of your best players can come through, or historically great, uh, great players like Diana Taurasi outscored the sky by herself in overtime. So Tarasi and Griner were important, and they helped even the series. 91-86 was the final. I love when watching the game and seeing some of the highlights as well, the support from the NBA players there as well. And we've seen this certainly when Sacramento had the Monarchs here. It was a great time of basketball here in this community, in this city, and the Kings were very, very supportive. The Monarchs were one of the great teams the WNBA had and on that several-year run. Of course, 05 was the championship. But I love to see the support in the community, certainly amongst uh, the NBA players, to see Chris Paul and Booker and Crowder and, and others there supporting uh, the Phoenix Mercury, who even the series now at one apiece, and that was 91-86, the final. Game three is Friday. It's tomorrow. So they'll play game three in Chicago 
on Friday. But it's been a good series. It's been a good postseason uh, for the WNBA. All right, so that's it. That's a look at First Things First. Capital Casino is back with indoor gaming and dining located inside at 411 North 16th Street in downtown Sacramento. All right, as we said, lots to get to today on the show. There's so much that we're going to cover. We're going to go over every possible angle of this Dodgers-Giants elimination game five, um, including next, what's the thought process behind this move by Dave Roberts? It was supposed to be Julio Urias that was starting. Now he's going with a switch to Corey Kniebel. We'll discuss that. We'll talk about the lineups tonight, and I'll give you later reasons why the Dodgers will win, reasons why the Giants will win. So plenty to get to. Also still, our Kings ticket giveaway today and coming up in about, uh, let's see, 15, 20 minutes or so, we'll have another WWE question for you for your chance to go to WWE Raw. All right, we'll talk about all that and more as we continue right here on Sports 1140 Right, we do have changes going on in Game 5 of the National League Division Series. A couple hours away from the first pitch. Dodgers, Giants, in what, uh, as we said earlier, Vin Scully, the great Vin Scully tweeted, in the history of the rivalry, there has never been a bigger game. That's what it feels like to me. I'm all in. Dodgers, Giants, it's going to be awesome. I hope the game plays out that way, and it's given us some pregame drama based on the news that dropped around noon today where Dave Roberts in the, coming out of the Dodgers camp reportedly had, had announced that they were going to go with Corey Kniebel. Uh, normally a bullpen guy has pitched, I think, got an out or two in the wild card game, pitched an inning in game two, I believe it was, a one, two, three inning, and is now going to have the chance to go against head-to-head against Logan Webb. Now, Logan Webb is in it for what the Giants hope to be a long haul. Local product here. I just think what a fantastic story it would be if he could duplicate something like he did in game one. I think what people are talking about, maybe what Dodgers adjustments might be on that heavy ball, that sinker, is uh, all those swings and misses that they had on that and the changeup in game one. So if they can avoid that low part of the zone and be a little bit more patient. It's weird. The Dodgers have have kind of adjusted and and, uh, taken multiple approaches. I look back to game four where the Dodgers were very aggressive. First bat swinging early in the game, first pitch swinging, excuse me, and then seemingly more patient as the game went along and the, and the bullpen started walking guys, and they just threatened with runners just about every inning. Well, the first outing, Webb was just nasty. Nearly eight innings, struck out ten, wasn't in a, a lot of dangerous situations, and the Giants set such a great tone in that loud atmosphere with that first inning home run and then just cruise from there and did the typical Giants win. Good pitching and three home runs. So they've had that. They had the shutout where they won one nothing with a home run. The other two games, it was the Dodgers offense that dominated. So that gets us to today, to game five, and to a decision by Dave Roberts and the Dodgers front office. You know, this is collaborative. Roberts will be the one that's on the hook for it. Roberts is the one that's had to talk about it before the game. He'll be the one that will have to talk about it post-game if it is a factor at all. But where I find it very, very interesting is some of the quotes that are coming out of here. Let's see. Dave Roberts said this on this pitching change. Quote, it gives us, the Dodgers, the best chance to win. The best team in baseball as far as getting matchup advantages and platoon advantages. That's what he's referring to 
when he's talking about the Giants. Um, Gabe Kapler said that Dave Roberts had sent him a text yesterday with a heads up that he was going to be going with Knievel. Kapler, quote, it's understandable. I don't think it was unexpected. It certainly changed the way we're thinking about today's game, but nothing out of the ordinary. Now, the Giants still at this moment have not released their lineup. A lot of what they're looking at is the health of Tommy Listella. Listella's just a great professional hitter. He's a tough out. He makes pitchers work. He puts the ball in play a ton. He's got an injury problem, and it's Achilles. And so part of the thing is you know you want him in, especially with a lefty against Kniebel, but then you run the risk of having to play him in the field. And at what point, I mean, are the Gi- there's, there's multiple schools of thought here of how the Giants can attack this. I've seen some say, you don't do a darn thing. You don't waver. You do what you wanted to do, whether or not it was going to be, because you think the Dodgers want to get to Urias and get him in. Is that in an inning? Is that in two innings? That was initially the plan. Knievel's not going to go very long. Um, when when do you want to you know doctor your lineup that way? Do you want to get your pinch hitters basically in early? When you start an opener like this, it basically puts you in a spot. If you some say it, it feels more like the sixth inning or the seventh inning in the beginning of the game, because the end. If you work from the back to the front, what do the Dodgers want? They want the ninth inning to be Jansen. They want the eighth inning to be Trinan. And other bullpen, maybe sixth or seventh, if they had to get there. Ideally, their starter, if it's Scherzer or Bueller, goes five, six, seven innings, and then they get to the last two pitchers. That's their perfect night. Well, they've already changed that. They still would like to get to that end at 8-9, but how do you get there in between? And do the Giants play this aggressively and say, you know, we're going to put some left-handed bats up front if you're going to throw a righty, and we're going to put pressure on you and score early and make you get Knievel out of there and have to go back to Urias, who you thought about starting anyway. I just think there's a lot of dynamics to look at this. And one of the things that it reminded me of, it took me back to the 2007 We Believe Warriors. And where I'm going with this, I remember when Keith Smart was a coach here in Sacramento, had many good conversations with him. But he was telling me a story about when he was with Don Nelson and the Warriors, and they were playing as the We Believe Warriors against the Dallas Mavericks. Remember, Dallas was a one seed. The Warriors were the eight seed that year. And Dallas had Dirk as the MVP. They had won all these games. They're the one seed. The Warriors are the eight. Here we are, the the little team that could. And the lineups came out before game one. And Don Nelson apparently told his team and his coaches, we got him. Because Dallas, as the top team, changed their lineup. They started Eric Dampier all year long had a big in the middle, and they said, you know, we're going to go small to match up with the Warriors. You'd won at that point maybe 20 more games of the season. You're the one seed. People should have been chasing you. You reacted to that. Well, the Warriors are going to be better at small ball than you were. And so I don't know if it's quite the same equivalent here, but it's a very interesting move. I mean, and the quote is out of respect, what Dave Roberts is saying about what the Giants can do as, as far as how great they are as a team with stacking it at the top with right-handed hitters. But it it does feel like they're managing slightly, slightly fear-based, right? If you are, you're the World Series champs. You're a team that also has won now 109 games. You have a very lethal lineup. A 20-year-old now, a uh, 20-win pitcher who now has a lot of postseason experience. When you look back at it, Urias has been in a lot of, 
high-impact, critical games. And you're reacting this way. So, to me, it feels a little defensive, more reactionary, and I don't know if it's unnecessary. That's going to be proven when they play. And it could simply be he gets three outs and we keep it moving and go from there. But um, what would truly become interesting to me is how long is the leash for Knievel? I think you want to get him to get the first three outs of the game and you move on. But what if he walks the leadoff hitter or gives up a broken bat single or a legitimate single? Is the bullpen warming up already? And now you feel like, oh, man, the decision already backfired and you're already behind in the game, even if you're not down on the scoreboard. They say that Urias can warm up quickly, and he's been put in these situations before where he's had to pitch in game fives and in game sevens and in those high-leverage must-win games out of the bullpen before. But this year was his year to be a starter, a dominant starter, a 20-game winner. And it's the Dodgers that are making this move. So I'm sure there's some analytics I'm sure there's some numbers. Obviously, there's a reason behind it. It, I feel like it sends a weird message, but it doesn't mean it can't be overcome and still could be the right decision. That, to me, is part of the fun of baseball, of these decisions that seemingly become so important even before a game gets started. Um, We talked about the other day the beauty of baseball, for example, the Braves and Brewers, game four. Josh Hader, all those stats for him as a lefty, just how dominant he was against opposing teams, but specifically against opposing lefties. He just doesn't give up extra base hits. He doesn't. And he certainly doesn't give up home runs. And then, boom, Freddie Freeman, a lefty for the Braves. Great hitter, but leans into one, barrels it, and hits it out. That's why baseball is beautiful. That's why these things can happen and have happened and will continue to happen. But I think this just sets up for scrutiny, certainly for the Dodgers and their decision. Um, and now the Giants, I think while we wait to see what their official lineup will be, I think a lot of that, as we said, is is hinging on Tommy Lastella and whether or not he can go. So do the Giants go aggressively and, and pepper the top of the lineup to see if they can you know, put extra pressure, score early, get a lead for Logan Webb uh, with some lefties up front, or just play it normal and say, you know, at some point we know you want to get to Urias, so we're going to leave our righties in there. Um, trust our pitching. Our righties, you know, the splits, too, aren't that different. Uh, people, he's tough on on everybody, both guys, Urias and Knievel. So this has been a postseason where the Giants, I think, since game one, haven't hit great, but it's the Dodgers that are doing a little bit of tweaking. And I think it just gives us it gives us more drama. There was certainly something to talk about. When I saw that today, I thought, I thought it was a uh, – was fake news, to be honest. I'm like, wait, what? Is something wrong with Urias? Is he out? And by all accounts, he's still going to be able to give it a go. They're just going to wait and see um, how long and how many innings they can get out of Corey Kniebel. And what a different time it is. I mean, you think about baseball, you want to get to your your staff aces, uh, give them, let them give you innings, can they even get complete games in the postseason. Now it's you get three outs per inning. The, no matter when, no matter how how important they are, um, and now with the, this high leverage situation, uh, it's great. It's great. And as we said, here was the tweet from Vince Scully. To my knowledge, tonight's game between the Dodgers and Giants is the most important game in the history of their rivalry with nearly identical records and so much at stake. I believe this to be the case. Um, 
I did like he, he did add on a couple other things. He said, I have one prayer for tonight's game, and I echo this 100%. However it's decided, I hope there's no GOAT, no single player to shoulder the blame for a loss like Bill Buckner had to an 86 series between the Red Sox and the Mets. Now it's definitely happening. <laughs> yeah, because Vin jinxed it. Yep. Um, I That's how it not. works. I don't make the rules. Okay. I do not want that to happen either. I, I, it's fine with someone going down his history as a hero, uh, a Travis Ishikawa-type play for the Giants a few years back, but – I don't want to see someone have a, you know, I know we refer to the goat as the greatest of all time, but a goat in the other way, the old, the old fashioned way of just costing them and having their name be famous for the wrong reason. So I hope we don't get uh, that today. And the bad all. thing is people are going to also blame Ben Scully for it as well. So they will. Mm-hmm. Well, it is funny on the follow up on that. I guess they told that to Dave Roberts and Dave Roberts is like, well, now I feel pressure about the importance of the uh, significance of this game. Uh, oh, I wouldn't have made that move at all. <laughs> yeah, Vin said that. That would have been something else. That would have been something else. All right, break time for us. Still to come at the top of the hour, reasons why the Dodgers will win. Reasons why the Giants will win. Uh, we're getting to that. And when we come back, your chance to win tickets to WWE. Get on the horn now. 1-800-920-1140. That's one 800 920 1140. We'll have a question for you for your chance to win WWE tickets. Chris will have a question. That's coming your way next right here on Sports 1140 KHDK. Back here on Sports 1140 KHDK. Jason Ross here with you. Game night's coming your way at 530 Kings and the Lakers. Uh, in the final preseason game of the season. Again, uh, we have that for you. G-Man with the call coming up at 7. Uh, right now, though, is your chance. If you dial 1-800-920-1140, 1-800-920-1140, uh, we got a pair of tickets to see WWE Raw next week here at Golden One Center. For tickets and more information, visit KHDK.com. We will have Kings tickets to give away later in the show as well. But for your chance to win these WWE Raw tickets, call 1-800-920-1140. Chris Verlaud, you have a question. Again, people have been uh, doing a pretty good job on your WWE questions. What do you have for us today? I think this one's going to be a little bit harder. Okay. So my question today is the Intercontinental Championships, one of the most celebrated championships in the WWE. And my question is, which wrestler and Hall of Famer has the longest run reign as the Intercontinental Champion for 454 days. Ooh, 454 days. That's work. They're putting in some work there. They had the title that long? Okay. Okay. And who is our first contestant? Is it Rich? All right, Rich. How are you, Rich? Can you hear me? I got you. You hear me okay? Hello? Hey, Rich, I got you. You hear me okay? Yeah, I got you. Okay. So, did you hear the question from Chris? Yeah, that's a tough one. Okay, what's your Uh, guess? I'm going to go Rey Mysterio. Sorry, that is incorrect. Incorrect. It is not Rey Mysterio. How good was his guess? Not good at all. (laughs) It's wrong, so it wasn't good at all. 
wasn't good at all. 1-800-920-1140 for your chance to go to WWE Raw. We got some good feedback and some personal messages that were sent to the station and uh, Twitter and, and such of people that have won tickets and are very appreciative. So I know people are going to have a good time uh, out here. Who was the next one, Chris? Richard. Richard, you're next. Oh, brother. Hey, how are you? I All just right, got go- off work. Okay. Well, cool. Uh, you a Dodgers or Giants fan or neither? Uh, honestly, A's, but, you know, I'm more of a Raiders fan. Oh, actually, as an A's fan, who do you even want someone to win? Who do you want to win tonight? Honestly, I'd probably go for the Dodgers because the rest of my family are Giants fans. <laughs> you, you don't like them? You don't like the rest of your family? No, I love them, but I mean, you know, they're they're Niners fans. I'm Raiders fans, so you I know, gotcha. you're the outlier. I got gotcha. you. Yes, sir. Uh, all right, Richard. What's uh, what's your guess to the uh, trivia question? Uh, I'm sorry, you're going to have to ask me the question because I did not hear it. The oh, question just... is: Who has the longest reign as the Intercontinental Champion? He's also a WWE Hall of Famer, and his reign lasted for 454 days. AJ Styles. Nope, not AJ Styles. Ooh, he uh, so quickly. I thought he had it. Good try, Richard. Hopefully I don't think these it. guys are paying attention to the Hall of Fame bit. Oh, is that is that the key? I think that's the key. That's the key. All right, 1-800-920-1140. Who is next, Chris? Evan. Evan, you're next to the show. Hey, Evan, how are you? I am surviving. I just got back from that Aftershock concert, and I got laryngitis. So. Oh, man. How was Metallica? Yeah. Freaking so awesome. awesome. I'm a big Offspring fan, too, so okay. they kicked ass. I'm just going to throw it out there. I'd say The Undertaker, but uh, that, that would be my guess. Okay. He's a pretty badass dude. Yeah, he is pretty cool. Unfortunately, he's not a WWE Hall of Famer, and Ooh. he didn't have the reign, so... Thank you, Evan. Good try. Evan is gone. 1-800-920-1140. Chris, you, you put the caveat out there that it would be a little harder today. So here we go. 1-800-920-1140 for your chance to win WWE tickets. See Raw October 18th right here at Golden One Center next week. All right, so if you know the answer, you've heard it now. Maybe time to Google it, search it, whatever it might be. Uh, 1-800-920-1140. Um, I knew a lot of people that went to Aftershock. They said it was a great time. There was just so many people. I think there was like 40,000 people out there. Something crazy over the over the couple days. All right, let's go next to Angelo. Angelo, how are you? Oh. Angelo, you got us? Am I there? Yeah, yeah, we got you. Uh, okay, okay, what's going on? Uh, not much. Hey, let me ask you first. Are you rooting for the Dodgers or Giants tonight? Uh, neither. I'm an A's fan. So you hey, gotta pick one. Me, so what's the worst? Uh, I'm gonna go with the with the sister. You know the Giants. Okay, so we've had an A's fan that wants the Dodgers. We've had an A's fan now that wants the Giants. All right, Angelo, what is your answer to the trivia question? I'm gonna go with Ric Flair. No, it's not Ric Flair. Hey, but at least he did guess a WWE Hall of Famer. That's right. He followed the guidelines. Got in the criteria there. All right, thank you, Angelo. One eight hundred nine two zero eleven forty. Raymond. You're next on Sports 1140 KHK. Hey, Raymond. All right. First of all, go Giants. Okay. And uh, this is an easy one. Isn't it the Honky Tonk Man? The Honky Tonk Man is correct. Yeah. 454-day reign and then lost to Ultimate Warrior. Yes. Yes. 
There you go. I knew that. Yeah, I knew that one. I haven't watched wrestling in a long time, but uh, yeah, I knew that one. Nice. Hey, uh, quick thought on the Giants. You said go Giants. What do you think happens tonight? How's it play out? Man, I don't know. I'm super stressed out right now, but um, I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say two nothing Giants. I think Logan Webb's going to shut them down for eight. Uh huh. And then uh, uh, hopefully Duvall comes in and closes it out in the ninth, and uh, I'll hopefully score some of those championship series tickets. See what happens, though. There you go. Hang tight, Raymond. Congratulations. Thank you for listening. You have won a pair of tickets to see WWE Raw coming up on October 18th here at Golden One Center. All right, thank you, Raymond. Chris, good question. Obviously, that that knocked out a few people. We all have a Kings uh, question coming up later in the show. Uh, in fact, your chance to win tickets to see the Kings on opening night will be coming your way right around 445. So we'll get to that uh, a little bit later. Uh, still a lot more to come and get to here on the show. Obviously, we mentioned earlier that the start of week six of the National Football League with the game between Tampa and Philadelphia, the Kings were here tonight for Kings basketball as the Kings are going to be taking on the Lakers in the final preseason game of the season for the Kings. It has been a very productive uh, Kings preseason. And, uh, you know, some more NBA things we'll get into in the next hour as well. The injury news to Zion Williamson. Looks like he is going to be out a couple of weeks, well, or at least be reevaluated in uh, about two to two and a half weeks. And that's going to have an impact on the Kings. We'll explain that. Um, and uh, I, I did get a chance to hear Kyrie speak yesterday, and I, I – Still have no idea what's going on there, but we will get into that in the next hour. But as we start the next hour, we got to get into more about this Dodgers and Giants series. As we said, it's just such a great series so far. The rivalry has been awesome. The moment that hadn't happened before is these two teams playing in the playoffs, and the series has lived up to it. And now we get to a fifth and deciding game. We've had the situation where people have said this should be a seven-game series, and they're right. It should be. It's it's a shame that there's two 100 and uh, now nine win teams playing each other in the best of five. I think they could play a best of seven, best of 21. I mean, they're so even. There, there's not a clear difference between the two teams. So it all comes down to today's final game. Winner moves on and gets the Brewer or the Braves, excuse me. The loser is out and done. So when we come back, we're going to get into that. Reasons why the Giants will win. Reasons why the Dodgers will win. We'll break that down coming up in our next segment. And like we said, still much more to get to, including uh, your chance to win Kings tickets for the opening night against the Jazz, uh, the home opener. We'll do that around 445. We're back with so much more right here on Sports 1140 KHDK.